Alright, uh, welcome to the first episode of our podcast. We are the Macedonian Interns, comprised of... Erica, oh. Tiffany Brown, and Jalen Hill. Uh, Erica Brooks. Okay, I know we saw last night. Oh my gosh, okay. This is staying in. This is staying in. <laughs> I was like, reading our like, oh wait, oh. Okay. Okay, okay. Can we introduce the podcast now? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, all right. So the name of the podcast is... We, we got, got to get five for this. this. It's where we, the three interns, discuss God in our own lives and do a deep dive of his works past, present, and future. Uh, first off, I'd like to ask, how was you guys' day? My day was awesome. Yeah? Yes. Awesome. What about I you? I had a long day. Long day. Long day, and I'm happy it's about to be over. I need to go home and rest. What are you talking about? We still got more stuff to do. I know. Yeah, interns never stop. <laughs> all right. Uh, about that. Yeah, man, my day was all right. I would say it's good, but as pastors let us know, only oh, God, God is good. good. <laughs> so, I guess he's been pretty okay. I guess I could hang with my sister at Erica's house. Her washing machine is going in on in the background. So, if you hear audio texture, that is Erica. The girl got to wash her clothes. <laughs> but right now, though... Anyway, uh, let's open up with our topic for the first podcast. It is going to be young adults and the church. This is a very, very deep topic, so we might devote more than one episode to it. Um, first point that I have here is just addressing Pastor Brooks's recent lessons. I think we are working on the importance of the church. How do you guys feel about that? Well, first of all, the church is very important. And Pastor always speaks about how eventually the church will become non-existent. So I feel like it's important now and we have to do the work now so that we can still exist later. Okay. Because we know Pastor hit the ground running nonstop. Mm -hmm. And he's always talking about how he need more people. He need more people. Mm -hmm. So... If we target our generation, because we are the next people, ain't that what Pastor say? Yeah, we're yeah. the next generation. Generation, we're the next generation. Yeah. generation X. Is that true? I'm actually in the middle. In the middle. I'm in the middle. You're in the middle. Yeah. But so you're still you? with us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we are still the next ones, and you yeah. know he's very passionate about building for us. Yeah, but I think right now, especially with us, he's more devoted to us actually building it ourselves. That's true. Yes. That's why we That's exist because he's just like, get turns, make it work. Right. Yeah. Like, I think right. it goes hand in hand. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. What do you think? Well, um, and you're right, Erica. He talks about how research is saying that the church is not going to be relevant. And relevant. so. Relevant. So. I believe God. I believe his word. I believe that he it will be relevant in the next 10, 20 years. Um, because we know God does not change. And neither does his word. So, um, if we continue to do the work, mm-hmm. which is to go ye therefore teach our nations, preach and teach and baptize, um, that's something that our generation have to take the baton. Because we know the generation before us you know, it's time for them to sit down, sit back, because they did the work. They, they paved labor. the way. They paved they the way. Paved so the, the way. church will not be irrelevant. We have to now do the work and go ye therefore and teach our nation. So they're kind of like passing the baton. And we can see it done at our church now, where we see some of the older ones like, okay, you know what? I've had my share. I've done my work. I've labored. Now I'm going to let you guys mm-hmm. do it. And not only do they sit down, but they cheer us on. 
and encourage us. Oh, I get a lot of encouragement. I get encouragement all the time. All even, the time. Even before I was an intern, I got encouragement. That must yes. be a female thing because they look. What? No. 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 Oh, no. Oh, men encourage no. me. I can't tell you how many deacons. Even before I became a deaconess on trial, let me say that I'm on trial. Uh, I had a lot of deacons that would come downstairs yes. and say, "You're doing a good job. Look, Keep up the good work." Flex. She got a flex on that deaconess on trial. De- on trial. Okay, okay. okay I she see. said, "Let me see. Let me flex." Uh, flex. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. But before I became an intern, I was getting you know praises from people all around. I was getting encouragement from people all around because you know I was doing the pantry so heavy. It's like, oh my God, thank you for giving your time. And not only around the church, people to come to the church to be like, oh my God, you're doing an amazing job. More so not me. They're speaking about the church in whole, but they see me working for the church. So it's like, you doing an amazing job. But, yes. but my thing is here, like, that's us. Like, we've all grown up around the church. Um, right. When we came into the internship, we already had a reputation. Tiff, you because you lead a children's ministry. You because you're a pastor's niece. And then me because my dad's a deacon. So, like, and we kind of already had that stigmatism. But, like, for somebody, say, off the streets that just comes into the church, mm-hmm. like, they're going to get, hey, how you doing, brother? But pe- they're going to get some looks. And trust me, they notice that because a few of the people... You know what? They okay. get looks, but I also hear people when they uh, come to Macedonia for the first time, they always say... Our greeters welcome them. Mm-hmm. They feel loved when they walk in the doors. And okay. I just be like, okay. And it feels good to hear that because a lot of churches, first of all, they don't have greeters. Black churches, Black churches. don't have greeters. That's right. By Macedonia having greeters and then greeting people because, you know, they own every door. They don't let you touch the door. So a lot of people, it's like, when they come to the church, they already probably have whatever type of going on in their mind. And then when people are like, hey, good morning, it's like... It shifts you a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for people on the outside, because I've worked with a lot of people that has visited Macedonia. They're like, oh, my God, I love it. The greeters just greeted me. You know, the ushers are nice. People are nice. A lot of people don't like to stand up and, you know, uh, for everybody to be greeted during visitation. But a lot of people look forward to that. Yeah. And okay. so Macedonia is known for being generous. Hospitality is on point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. But I also kind of want to address the fact that yeah, Macedonia does it. We do a great job with that, but the problem is, like you guys said, we're one of the few black churches that do does do it. And yeah. for what we're going for here is we're going to reach not only Macedonia, like of course Macedonia is our target audience, yeah, but absolutely. I want to make it to where if somebody wants to go to Palestine, yeah. they'll go to Palestine. Yeah. Like if they want to go to Grace Baptist Church down the street, they'll go. But yeah. like, it's really hard to do that nowadays because the church is kind of run by the older crowd and that's kind of leading into our first point which is churches are closing their doors in droves Mm. especially with the pandemic like COVID has really impacted small churches you know a lot of churches during pandemic they didn't think twice to close their doors COVID came we're shutting down well it wasn't that it was they were forced by the government at first Mm. I don't know if you remember but I know over in like Georgia like over on the east side Mm. and some south um, they had to shut their doors and now it's very hard for them to open them back up because a lot of the churches had older members. Um, but a, a, a church that I can think of with a large congregation is Sarah. Uh, uh, well, I know a church with a, a large congregation and their church has been closed, you know, so COVID has impacted a lot of churches. Um, across the U.S. So you would say Macedonia is spoiled? I would say we're blessed. 
I would definitely say that we're blessed because we were one of the churches here um, in the metro that had live stream. And we were able to reach a lot of people across the USA. And guess what? A lot of those people gave. Mm-hmm. And, they're, and they're continuing Continue to, to give. give. You know, because mm-hmm. they love the ministry. And mm-hmm. God has placed them on their heart to to give to our ministry. But, I, I mean, I also want to preface that by saying that, like, that, that kind of leads into our whole topic here, Young Adults in the Church. Because a lot of the, out, the digital outreach that we do is because of the young adults, like, uh, the previous interns who shall not be named, they did okay. Ever on our podcast. They did an okay job of uh, making it to where we could actually stream a little better. Because I think at first we didn't have the stream capacity that we do now, yeah. and so that allows people. They like, actually did a real good. I was job. about to say we don't no, give them their credit. We don't give them their credit. They did, they did hit okay. the ground running. They, they were the first class. This is the only praise we're, we're gonna give yeah, them. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say we're yeah, this is the only praise we're gonna give them. We're gonna give it to them one time, and then we're done. That's it. We're gonna give it to them one time because they did hit the ground running. They had their brains working. Their wheels was going. So they got us to live stream. They got us through a heavy pandemic that hit the world. Yeah. So if it wasn't for them alone, no telling where Macedonia would be these days. Well, it's not not just Macedonia because like I want to address the topic across the board because if Macedonia is the only like church left in the city, that's a problem. Well, I was only speaking for us because our interns, the past interns, took it upon themselves to mm-hmm. figure out how can we still keep people engaged in church. Mm-hmm. Let's have online service. Let's have Sunday and school. Like they were, th- yeah, mod- you know. Yeah. So we gonna give them they praise for that because they introduced that to Macedonia. Yeah. Okay. But that's it. That's all y'all get. Yeah. All the interns gonna get praise on this show. <laughs> All right, that leads to six. Facts, facts. Oh, my goodness. Y'all see what I got to deal with? Anyway, uh, that kind of leads me into our, our second sub-point, which is before COVID, church attendance was already on the decline. So, yeah, we've talked about during COVID, but, like, what, what about before? Like, we were already losing members. Like, the young adults out there just weren't really paying attention. And it, it that's been a sore subject like, I, for um, a lot. I think what it is... Um, it's a number of things. One, we don't like rebuke. Mm-hmm. We don't like to be corrected. We don't like judgment. We we don't like judgment. And now what it is, I think it's just pure laziness. We don't want to get up on Sunday authority. morning. And authority. That's it. We don't like authority. Well, so what do we have? We have them leaving the oh, churches. Yeah. But they're going somewhere. They're not staying home. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. You guys are already leading in our next few points. Well, so I'm we're, sorry. We're just addressing <laughs> church attendance as a whole. Because well, it's not I'm, just young adults. Well, it plays church. a part into church attendance oh, because course, these absolutely. are the reasons why they are leaving in our opinions. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay. Some of it is facts. Some of it's facts. Some I of it's our opinions. Most of them. And of course, we're living in an age where social media is just has taken off. So we mm-hmm. see a lot of church scandals and just a lot of foolishness that goes on in different churches. And to be honest, it's a turnoff. It's a turnoff because a lot of churches are not. I don't want to say traditional, but they're showboating. Okay. Yeah. To get mm-hmm. a lot of people to come. Mm-hmm. So you know. Young, our people like music. Yeah. So if you give us that hype, 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 hype music, we're gonna go where that is because we feel like we're getting fed by that. And then when the service come around, I've never been to another church besides Macedonia or my very other church, Rock of Ages. I've only been between those two mm-hmm. because I don't like how every preacher preaches. Like right. some preachers can't touch me, and it's just like I'm sitting there. So there was no need for me to look for another church. But a lot of churches nowadays they meet you where you are. 
you know, they're flashy. They're having all these concerts. You know, they're really doing stuff for the church. I don't really know how to explain it. (laughs) Well, I I think, like, what my biggest qualm with the church was when I was struggling with being in the church was uh, just, like, the message I was getting. Because, like... Uh, I have had a few incidents where I felt like church members were against me, and that kind of turned me off. And um, why did you think just, they were against, against you? That was well, that's question. a whole topic that I will address later. Okay, but yeah, I mean, know. just like recently, like a week or two ago, you had that uh, news article where a pastor in I think New York was robbed in oh. front of his congregation, and they got like four hundred thousand dollars off him. Okay, they What's said that was staged. Do? Okay, well, still, still what does he need to have four hundred thousand dollars on in front of the church floor? Yeah, because that goes back to that flashiness. When you're a young pastor, you really want to be flashy for what? I don't know. But why would you? In my opinion, why would you want to carry around so much jewelry? Why would you want to do that? And you're a pastor. And you're a pastor. You know, and they only targeted the pastor. That's one thing I can appreciate about our pastor. He's not flashy. He's so mellow. He's, he's not flashy at all. Um, he's so. Wait, have you seen the names on his suits? On pastor suits? Yeah. Uh-uh. I'm have to ask about it. No, either. I don't know. Boy! <laughs> I was about to go investigate. Right. Okay, because it was Play J suits. <laughs> right. I know that boy. I, I, I'm almost sure they. Those shoes was like $100. He probably got them from the thrift store. Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's going to listen to this? Do you really want to get fired for this? Look, this we is fired for this. This is why we named this podcast the way we named it. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't go. I'm talking about him now. He's going to listen love, to this. We love our pastor, but we that's love our pastor. I can say about our pastor, and I can appreciate it now that I'm a little older, mm-hmm. is that, no, he's not flashy. Mm-hmm. No, he don't come in with Jordans and Nikes. I, does he all, I think he had new balances or something. <laughs> you know what? Hey, what stands our pastor out from any pastor in Kansas City that I personally know of? Pastor's anniversary. He doesn't do. Them. He does. He doesn't. But he wants us to pray for him. Yeah. He doesn't want the gifts. He doesn't want the uh, service. He doesn't want none of that. He always say pray for me. But if you go to any other church. What do they want? They want gifts. They want money. They really, want new cars. They want all this other stuff. That that leads into the whole prosperity gospel, which is also another turn off. Because like for me, I hate, 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 hate when pastors talk about their own lives in the sermon. Like, yeah, you can address the sermon with your life, but like when you are telling me that you need X, Y, Z, how, how do I address that? Like, okay, yeah, you need a new car, but look, I need tires on my car. How long has this, Pastor uh, had this Volvo? Oh, oh that man man got the Volvo car and he's still putting it back together. Oh, he used to have one. one. I know. I remember he said it had no air in it. I'm like, oh, we got to say. I rolled in it, okay? But let me say, let me I say, I rolled this. in all the cars. There is absolutely, for those who may be listening that does not go to our church, let me let me just clear this up. It's okay if other pastors want to have an anniversary because you have to. It most certainly is. Um, or you know, an anniversary service. We're not judging. We're not judging that because you got to understand what pastors go through. When we are sick, when we need prayer, we're gonna need him. When we need prayer for our parents who might be on their deathbed, we're gonna, he's gonna Who's be there? there. Who's there? Three, four it's o'clock gonna, in the morning. And I remember him there. saying one uh, anniversary of his. He said I, he probably would say it this way. 
But he did say a lot of pastors want gifts. I don't want nothing because y'all already paid me. Yeah. So I don't need you to pay me extra on this one special day. Yeah. Pray for me. And he always talked every pastor anniversary. He always tells us that his friends are like, so your congregation ain't getting you nothing? Like, why they ain't getting you nothing? Because so, he doesn't request it. Because he doesn't request it. Yeah. You know, he's a he's a different pastor in yeah. certain ways. Yeah. But he's all about... And even when you try to... I remember the uh, one of the ministries that I was in. I will not name them. We uh, gave him a token of love, and he was like, "No, give this." He he literally was trying to give it back to us. Give this to somebody else. No, I don't need this. And we made him take it. He he was so uncomfortable. He didn't I want believe to, it. But that just shows you where his, his heart, heart is. is. You know, his heart is really for God, and his heart is really for the congregation. And finishing phase four. Shout out to all the ones uh, oh the team team center. And teens. Okay, okay. Shout out to okay. the cafe with the coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the conference room, the conference center. Seating okay. area. Okay. Right. Well, okay. Sound system. Let, let me answer this. Conference me answer. room. Hey. Okay, hey, sorry. Let me ask this. Okay. Great. All right. So would you say that Macedonia is a traditional church? Oh, it's very traditional. It's very traditional. It's okay. very, yeah. Well, and that was one of the issues that I had. Very. Uh, coming over to Macedonia when I first joined 22 years ago. Uh, Lies. <laughs> Coming from right, it's been about twelve years, but coming from my background, charismatic church, and then going into a traditional Baptist church, what kept me there was the teaching. Because he teaches, he doesn't yeah. preach. He, he teaches. Yeah. Oh, hey, oh, this is we could talk about Macedonia all day, but we're talking about young adults and the church. Well, you should have like got us fired up, church. honey. Look, you, you know we love us some Macedonia. You guys, you, you guys asked the question, we're just okay. answering. All right, fine. <laughs> well, Let's address the next point. Okay. Um, I have young adults don't like traditional church. They don't. And my first up point is when they were kids, they hated going to church. Because you, it was so traditional. But did you find that you didn't like going to church? Yes, because I, I was at I church. Did. I love church. I was at church. Sunday school, regular service, evening service, communion after service. I was there too much. I was too, and I loved I, it. I felt like I was <laughs> apostolic. I was there all day. And I had went to Rock of Ages when I was a kid, before he became pastor. And when I tell you, I was on every committee. I was tired. They was like, we want you to do this because I was so active. But I was just like... Okay, y'all need to have other people do it. And then I got to be at church all day long. Man, I got I school to, on Monday. I, oh, I, no. Man, I have to say, I did not like church. I mean, they fed us really good. Don't get me wrong, but... Y'all just keep talking over me. Okay. okay. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Keep going. Keep, what were you saying? What were you saying? Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um. So, basically, when I was a kid, I felt that... If I got the message, that was enough. I didn't need all the extra. And even still today, I don't like praise and worship all too much because I just don't get into it. But that's just who I am. That's the way I praise. Um, I like to go deeper into the message and understand what's being said in the text. I used to be really good at Bible stories, like back in the day. Like I, I can quote them verbatim. But like that's just kind of something that really got addressed to me. And I'm not saying a lot of kids that were growing up during my time or growing up now like are like that but like i just felt like okay well this music this lesson isn't really geared towards me so i feel like young adults really don't like traditional church for that reason like being one like what do you guys think i think now it is um it's just our generation mm -hmm. and what we have going on as far as far as music 
Um, we don't like the old. I don't want to say we. I'm saying we, but I don't. I love the old songs, but we like more contemporary music. Gospel music is what it is called now. We like the churches where you can dress anyway. Our churches, we all know, we gotta wear. They deacons gotta wear white on first Sundays and suits and ties on first Sundays. But um, it looks to it appears to me that our generation, if they do go to church. They are going to churches that relate to them. Okay. What, what do you think the reason is behind that? Like, why do we still have to wear white on Sunday? Or the deaconess is have to wear white on first because Sunday? Because it's tradition. Okay, it's well, tradition. What, tell me more. Like, what, what's the importance of tradition? It's, tradition helps us, uh, it keeps a, a rhythm. Okay. You know, this is what we've been doing. It keeps order, is what I'm trying to say. Okay. It keeps order in the church. So we need tradition, in a sense. Because if not, we're gonna lose out on that order. But when do you think you keep the church grounded by having that same tradition all the time? Yeah, depends, we, on, depends on what you keep. When, right, because we, we are tradition, wearing, but we do step outside of our tradition every absolutely. now and again. Yeah, and I love that about Macedonia. We are traditional, but we do step outside of that comfort zone of being a traditional church. Yeah. Okay. When does tradition come outdated? I don't really think it ever becomes outdated in the church. If okay. the church keeps that but that playing field, I mean, obviously something's not working. If like you're right, if people are leaving, young adults are leaving. Like, what, what do we have to do different? Well, that's that's where I feel like the gray area comes in mm-hmm. because if you if you leave the tradition, you're losing the the people who put who made the playing field. <laughs> if you move out of tradition, you're uh you're getting all those you're getting us. Okay. That's it, um, Erica. So um, it's that gray area. Depending on what church you go to, mm-hmm. um, you have churches that have multiple, um, a mixed group, right? Mm-hmm. You have the older generation, the, the uh, Gen X's, then following along with the millennials, following along with Gen X, or Gen Z's. You're Gen Z. I'm, so, I'm in between. I'm you're in Gen between. Z. It's okay, look, right? I, look, I grew up in the 90s. <laughs> I just also grew up in the early, early 2000s. <laughs> but... So that that means that we have to kind of level it out. Level it out. But right? how do we level it out? How, yeah, like how do we integrate what we're doing now? That- what we're doing now, but do you feel like the motherboard and the older generation is okay with what we're trying to move to, just to implement it within the church so we can gain those young adults back? I think they are. Um, I think because, and I only know this because I've talked to some of them, they really do enjoy what the, our generation is bringing to the church. It again, I haven't had. Now, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna speak for everybody. I can only speak for who I've, you know, the people who I've talked to in the past. Um, now, I'm sure there might be some doubting, doubting Debbies who might say, uh, "Nah, oh, no," and there might be some people who left the church because of the the direction that pastor is taking the church mm-hmm. bringing in a lot of millennials and a lot of gen z that's a good thing to we should talk about one day too how pastor mm-hmm. is changing the dynamic and if people leave or how why people leave by, yeah. by him changing the narrative of the church because here's the thing and here's what i know when you have a solid young adult a solid teen a solid youth department the church grows there's churches that I've been to. They don't have everything that a lot of 
this generation churches have as far as a youth department or mm-hmm. teens department. They don't have that. And what we see is it's the older generation and they're going home to glory. And so they're it's the, so the crazy and we keep talking. Like you got I just keep going back to our church. Shout out to Pat and Ashley because they, they try <laughs> to hold it down. Absolutely. You know, they try to hold it down, they try to they ain't trying, they holding it down. Okay, yeah. they are, you know, facts. <laughs> They're holding it down. They get us together. And I can't speak for other churches because I don't know how other churches work with their young adults. But you know, right. we can only speak on our young adults and those two are holding it down, you know? Okay. And they come up with ideas out of the box. Yeah. You know, now one thing we do need is to figure out a way of how to bring more young, more of our generation to the church. Yeah. I don't care if it's our church or somebody else's church. Like, how can we get them to come to church? Because they like, oh my God, it's so tradition. But once you come to a church and you actually get the vibe of a church, a lot of churches, you'll, you'll understand that they're not as tradition as you thought they were. Yeah. And I think that could be a reason why our generation leaves the church because they feel like it's so traditional. They give it one service and then they're like, I don't know, this is too traditional, you know, too uh, mm-hmm. traditional. But if they keep coming back, oh, okay, I, I'm getting the vibe. I'm feeling the vibe. So mm-hmm. I think that's the reason too because black people give up too quick, in my opinion. Oh, oh, that's a tough statement. Okay, keep, keep going. Am I about to keep get going. fired for this? Yes, yes. <laughs> Well, we do. We don't want to. We don't want to keep going because of. Okay, so say for instance, I come to the church. The greeters give me a bad look. You know, they look me up and oh, down. Definitely I'm about to. I'm gonna stay, or I might leave. So say for instance, I stay. I stay. The church is going good. Praise and worship. I'm in it. Mm-hmm. And then here come time for the pastor. He's speaking on something that actually, because I do believe is all sermons. Are, all sermons are not for you. Yeah. But he speaks on a sermon that is actually for me. Yeah. But I get mad because he's talking to me. So mm-hmm. I'm going I'm not gonna come back to that church because he was actually hitting on every point of my life mm-hmm. in that sermon. Yeah. So instead of I was feeling uncomfortable, right, Tiffany? Mm-hmm. But instead of me accepting it, appreciating it, and processing it, I'm like, nah, that church ain't for me. Because we both know, or me personally, I know that the pastor hit on everything that I need to change in my life. But I don't want to change it, so I'm going to give up on it, and I'm going to go on about my business. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to a church that's over here doing the the opposite of what this pastor has put in my spirit that day. Okay. So that's why I say black people give up too quick. I'm not going to say all, because all black people don't give up. Right. But yeah, a lot right. of our generation, okay. we give up because uh-uh, you done spoke on my whole life in, in 30 minutes, sir. Okay. Um, well, okay. Let's say that we actually get people in the door, we actually get them like coming. Now, my next point that I have written down is that the idea of offering is a turn or is a turn off for money striving millennials because I know about y'all, but I'm broke. I'm broke I'm too, and I say that because I think before I became an intern, I really didn't understand the breakdown okay, so of you, why so you I need to give. Huh? You tithing? Yes. What about you? Oh yeah. Yeah, she okay. probably been doing it since she was thirteen, but still. I have. <laughs> Once you if you really don't know the understanding of where your money is going or why you need to give some you know why you need to give your money to the church, you're not gonna wanna give it because you don't know where your money's going. Okay. But if you get a better understanding and a, like a literal dummy term, break it down for a person, mm-hmm. I will understand why I need to give to the church. So with our pastors, you know, our pastors love to break stuff down. So if they break it down, and like say, for instance, we bring all the young adults in. 
we they break it down to us on why we should give how is you know how you're basically investing in the church mm-hmm. i think that's what it goes back to we don't know mm-hmm. by us giving that we're investing in the church i gotta raise my hand Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> no but um here's what i believe um, and I know this because I've been through this. Can you I, back it up with scripture? No, I'm not about today. To life. <laughs> what I'm about to say is, it's life. Um, we mismanaging our money. Yes. Okay. Cause we buy Jordans. Okay, we, I don't buy Jordans. I don't Ooh. buy. I don't Ooh. buy Jordans. Who got we, Jordans? Okay, we don't, we buy, don't buy Jordans. 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 But okay, you know, let's say under hundred dollars. Hallelujah. <laughs> I might buy them for my kids. I spent at most on shoes since yeah. I was three. So yeah, man. But most of us. Um, our generation, we don't know how to manage money. Um, and as a matter of fact, I think this is one of the reasons why we don't give or we give little mm-hmm. is because we mismanage our money. So I'm going to do a shout out. We're going to have a money management class on August 27 at 11 o'clock. Woo, 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 ben. Ben. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but that was not in the podcast. Announcement oh, oh, I'm sorry. Where, where it wasn't, podcast? but it's very but it's, appropriate. It is very appropriate because we have got to know and learn this is something that i'm doing as a young adult learning how to manage my money be so because i want to give more god has given us all jobs and she's a shopaholic i am i bad i shop bad and i've been doing so good i'm proud of myself i've been doing good um budgeting my money because i want to give to god more yes i was giving but i wasn't giving 10 percent. i was giving like eight <laughs> percent <laughs> knowing that i can if i budget my money give the whole 10% and more. Pastor talked about that in one of his sermons, what, a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. about giving, how they gave unto the Lord. And they didn't just give 10%, they gave more than 10%. And that's what I think we should do is give more than 10%. Uh, you got a question? No, I was going to say, because we should give more. And when you give more... You get blessed more. Well, and I say that because when you when I start giving, at one point I was giving all the time. And I was so blessed in that time of me giving. And then when I fell short, my blessings stopped. I feel like we need to establish the difference between tithes and offerings. True. That's why I said the breakdown. And offerings are two totally different Right. Things. If you give a breakdown of your of tithes and offerings, you can get a a better understanding. It's all in the understanding of why we need to give to the church, what we're investing in. Because people don't look at giving to the church as investing. Uh, or being obedient. Or being obedient. Yeah, because it's Investing, it's being obedient, mm-hmm. and uh, the reasons of why you should give. I think one of the biggest like problems with our generation and why we don't, not saying us, but like people outside the church don't want to go to the church is because they just don't like the idea of giving money to man who is mm-hmm. saying, hey, it's for God, even though they know it's going into the pastor's pocket, which I, I'm not saying is a bad thing because, like, the pastor's got to get paid somehow. But, yeah, that's like, we, we just have to make the stigmatism less negative because they think, oh, and I, and I kind of attributed this to uh, Creflo Dollar and, like, these big mega churches that are spending money on private jets for the pastor because... If, if I'm going to give, I need to know that it's going towards something good and not just him getting, or this pastor getting new pants. That's yeah. one thing about Macedonia. We give and the the people outside of Macedonia but, also see that we're giving. But, but how do we make that how do we lessen the stigmatism behind the giving? That's the hard part. Yeah, exactly. And, that, and that's why I feel like we should bring it up because that's the, the, one of the biggest reasons people don't come to the church. Yeah, because they don't want to give. Like, you know what? I'm gonna say they don't come to the church for on Sunday, 
But if the church is giving away something, if the church is hosting something, they'll come to are the we, church. Are you talking about how packed our food pantry is? No, no, not. I'm not yeah. speaking on the pantry at all because the pantry is a great thing. So you're you know, right, it is. But, but I'm saying I, like when Pat get the times. when Pat get the uh, community Fridays up and running. Watch how the the blessing come and everybody just flow in because we're giving something and mm-hmm. we probably don't understand how we got to give in order to get because mm-hmm. they see like oh my god all these food trucks is here they don't know what was behind the scene to get us where we are today right they don't see that a lot of churches actually give out a lot of money so things can happen mm-hmm. they don't see that they only see that oh my god they want me to give they want me to give they want me to give well um, we've gotten a lot of good discussion down today. Um, I've Thanks. still got more points that we need to hit, but I guess we're gonna have to hit that on our next episode because uh, we're kind of hitting time. Yeah. I don't know what y'all gotta do, but uh, man, I want to get home and try to take these work clothes off. <laughs> um, good thing I'm already home, right? <laughs> next time we're doing this at my house, so I can just go upstairs and be done with it. But uh, anyway, thank you for listening to our first episode. Hopefully we get another one in production pretty soon. And hopefully this uh, this whole podcast idea gets taken and ran with and you guys enjoy it. Um, we have been the interns. I am Jalen Hill. I'm Erica Brooks. And I'm T. Brown. Thank you for listening. Peace. Good in next time.